What's up, everybody? You are listening to OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it, live on KSWH LP 102.5 The Pulse. I'm your host, Jonathan Smith, and today I've got a pretty good guest. He's he's all right, I guess. We got T Lang, who plays baseball here at Henderson State. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, Taylor Langston. Uh, Taylor Langston on the pod here today with <laughs> D. Jonathan Smith. Yeah, this is. So I've got a podcast as well that we do. Same name, same everything. So this is kind of weird doing it live on the air as well. So, yeah. So b- before we get started, I've got one quick question for you about about baseball this year. So, like, are y'all doing anything different with COVID, like, in terms of, like, the way that y'all are preparing for the spring, or is it pretty pretty normal? Uh, Definitely. It's definitely a lot different. Um, well, I mean, obviously getting our temperature te- checked every day, got to wear a mask. Um, all the time it's it's completely different especially having six years in you know the old ways Um, (laughs) so uh, yeah it's it's a lot different but I mean it'll be worth it if we get to play in the spring definitely definitely so we're out here with the seventh year savior (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 so let's go ahead and start so the lead for today is the bubble obviously I feel like that's it's been the lead on my show for the past really few months and so so the Rockets, so the Lakers tied it up 1-1 last night with the Rockets. Kind of give me your initial impressions of the series. Um, Really a lot like how I thought it would go. If James Harden and Russ play good, um, especially if Russ, Russ keeps shooting from outside, they're going to have trouble just like game two. But uh, game one, I felt like he was penetrating more. Um, game two was all LeBron and AD. Um, not, I don't know, I just kind of back and forth like they're both completely different I think it's going to go back and forth the whole series what do you think yeah I just I was talking to my buddy Colt and he made this really good point talking about how like the the Rockets don't have to be the better team to win the series because they can just have four games where they shoot 45 percent from three you know and then like there's little to nothing that, that you can really do about that I've been surprised with how they've played defensively the the Rockets I think they've actually done a pretty good job considering like they're like a size they've rebounded better than what I thought they would but at the end of the day you know they can definitely win the series but they won't because they have Russell Westbrook and he'll find a way to mess it up for them I'm, I'm not I'm not a Westbrook guy at all no no <laughs> man and this is the thing I watched the um in the series before against the Mavs you or who'd the Rockets play before they played the Thunder Thunder, okay, okay, yeah. They really, like, James Harden played really good D. Like, you could really tell they were both, or their whole team was just putting a lot of effort on the defensive side, and you don't see that a lot from them. That's what I was really surprised with. But um, tough matchup. We'll see, though. The 45% for four games with the Rockets, that's – They can do it. Like, that's that's uh, the scary thing. Yeah, that's – I'd be scared if I was a Lakers fan, but I'm not, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so – I'm going to go to my grave saying that Daryl Morey did not want to trade for Westbrook. It was totally a James Harden slash the owner being like, hey, we want Russell Westbrook. Because he, he doesn't fit their system at all. No, no. He's – Russ is – if Russ – Russ is just such a good athlete. I don't know how he – if he wasn't for that, he would be out of the league with yeah, a he shot. Wouldn't. Like, he's just – Totally agree. Know. He's it'd be, just yeah. It'd be he, cool to see him adapt to the game and you know kind of evolve towards it. Yeah, but if, if he could shoot like thirty three percent from three, I'd that's, I'd take that. I don't yeah, think he would shoot no. that. He's just bad. 
So what about on the Lakers side? Is there anybody who's kind of stood out to you? Uh, Morris had a good game last night. Um, I don't. I mean, they obviously they want some more guys out there. They can shoot the three, but I mean, Jr. and Dion. You know, what are I don't think I don't think Jr. has played a single minute this yeah, series no, and played it all. No, it's. It, I don't like them having Rondo on the floor because you know making one three last night. He's not going to do that often. That yeah. was just one three. Um, he's a good defender though. I think yeah. that they need him defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. JaVale didn't play much last night. Not nearly as much as he, he didn't. did before. Mm-mm. Dwight, I don't even know if Dwight had uh, any minutes last night. He didn't. He was a, a a DNP coach's decision, which I don't think you can really play. To you, uh, you can't play Dwight Howard against the Rockets because he he can't guard anybody. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a big coaching. I mean, obviously Dwight's not the player he was one point, but. You know, still a player of his caliber. It's hard to sit him on the bench. You it know? is, but but I don't know. I, I've liked Rondo. I think he's played good minutes in the minutes that he's gotten. Like you said, he's terrible offensively. You know, <laughs> they're giving Russell Westbrook and Rajon Rondo the the Luke Dort treatment. <laughs> they are man. They're <laughs> they're just leaving them open. Like each team's playing four on five when they're all, when they when they're playing offense. I'm sure you'd like to have Rondo back on the Mavs, huh? Oh yeah, give him, definitely. Give him Luca for Rondo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so who who do you think winds up winning the series? I know I've I've got the Lakers. I I think they'll do it in six. Man, I mean, obviously, I really it's hard to bet against LeBron, but I mean, really, but like you said, the Rockets get hot four games and it's it's over. I mean, the Lakers can't do anything about that. I think I might take the Rockets. Honestly, that's very surprising. I wow! Know, but seven games, super close. That's yeah, a hot I'm take. Take the Rockets in a game seven. You think James Harden's going to win a game seven? This is overtime takes, man. We're all about <laughs> the hot ones on here. That's right. So you got the Lakers, though. Yeah, I like the Lakers in six. I just I don't trust Westbrook. Yeah, I think if he penetrates more and doesn't sit on the outside shot, I think they have a real good shot, and hopefully he comes to his senses and does it, but. We'll see. We will see. I'm I'm not betting on it, man. <laughs> not betting on it. <laughs> so the other series out west, we got the Clippers and the Nuggets tied at one one. And after game one, I was like, Oh yeah, Clippers sweep them. Get get them out of here. The Clippers are winning it all. And then game two happened. <laughs> and I I honestly gave me more confidence in the Clippers. And here's here's why. So Kawhi had 13 in game two. Good game. Kawhi's not going to have 13 again. I think he was 4 of 18 from the field. That sounds right. Let me look. Where'd he go? Yeah, oh, 4 of 17 from the field, right? So, I mean, he he played terribly. That's not going to happen again. And then Murray had 26 and Jokic had 27. I don't think you can really expect much more out of them. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about it, like – I don't think the Nuggets could have played much better, and they only won by eight. That's kind of my point. So I mean, I don't, I don't think it's really going to be close for the rest of the way. I think the the Clippers win, you know, the next three games, and then they're 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 done with them in five. Yeah, um, I could definitely see that. I think Jokic or Jokic really provides problems for that Clippers D. Um, I mean, they have all those really good perimeter defenders, but you know, Zubac, Montrezl Harrell, you know. Even Morris, I don't. I mean, I don't know who. None of them really match up well with Jokic, so he's going to have to have a big series if they want to 
you know, make it past game five. Um, but I think, you know, I think just on the other side of it, um, I don't know. I think if Kawhi is not going to score 13, 13, you know, he's going he's gonna to be above 20, 25 every game. So, um, yeah, I, I see Clippers, yeah. But I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets steal a couple more. Yeah, especially if Jamal Murray gets hot because yeah. he was hot in the first round. And, mm. yeah, it was pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but who's uh, has anybody surprised you in this series? I wouldn't say surprised. I mean, I think Paul George has played well the first two games. You know, he had 19 in the first and then 22 in the second game, mm-hmm. which is much better than what he did in Dallas for games one and two. So just I think it's a good thing that we're seeing that. Um, Grant had a good game too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, small things like that. Nothing too, too surprising though, but – yeah, like th- I think this is a series that like, like I'm watching obviously because that's important <laughs> if I'm gonna do a sports show. <laughs> but it's one of those where it's like I kind of know what's gonna happen, or I'm really confident on what I think is gonna happen. So I mean, I just don't think that everything that I've seen is showing me it's gonna be the Clippers in five, and that they're way better than the Nuggets. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I mean something that really you know I remember years ago watching the Nuggets in the playoffs and I thought you know Gary Harris Jamal Murray were the next you know Splash Brothers um you, maybe not that good but Gary Harris has gone you know he's been unknown you know haven't really even heard his name in the playoffs at all and he had a pretty good game game too so um even a guy like that if you can get him if you can get him rolling a little bit he'll help tremendously yeah, well, he, he's been hurt, too, so him coming back, I think, especially defensively, because he is a really good defender, you know, he's just another piece for them to to kind of add. You know, he played 30 minutes. He had 13 points, so, I mean, 4-7 mm-hmm. from 3, that's, that's pretty good. I'd yeah, oh, yeah, and that's, that's what they need. I mean, he's got to show up more. Um, but yeah. Plumlee, Plumlee, too, I, I was surprised, too. He really, in the last series, he hardly played at all. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously he was a bad matchup and that, you know, he was going to do nothing with Gobert. But, you know, I thought he would play more in the playoffs. Um, but we're kind of seeing if you can't shoot the ball, you're pretty useless in the NBA. So what do you think about uh, Michael Porter Jr. kind of through these first two series? I like him. I think he's got potential to be possibly a, a, a number one scorer. I think he needs to develop defensively, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can tell you see – He's just raw right now. Just game still moving really fast for him. I think. I mean, he hadn't played hardly in the regular season either year. Um, so I, I think yeah, he's sky's the limit for him and Bull Bull too. I mean, they're both. I was uh, about to say, man. Like, if if the Nuggets want to win the series, then they, they got to play Bull Bull. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, they we'll just put, like put, randomly threw him in to the bubble. It was just kind of like out of nowhere. But, I mean, I liked it. I thought he played well. He's played well in the minutes that he's gotten. It's mm-hmm. really weird seeing, like, this seven-foot-two dude bring the ball up the floor and pull up. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's a scary sight as well. Yeah. Well, your guy, Pat P-Bev, he you know, he thinks he can guard him, that's for sure. <laughs> he thinks he can guard everybody. He'd, he'd pester him, that's for sure. P-Bev, man. Yeah. What you got to love him. You got, I mean, well, what? what a, you got to respect him. That's I mean, probably a better he, what's word. What's he been doing lately? I mean, he's just been, he's been on one. Yeah, with yelling at the lady in the bubble, and then 
Bro, Westbrook in game one, yelling all the obscenities at oh kids and gosh. families. Oh <laughs> Nobody's safe from, from Russell Good Westbrook. Job, Russ. I just first yeah. three of the year there. Ah. Proud of him. And then he says a bunch of words that I can't say on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally gets past the first round for the first time since 2015. Oh, man. So you're with me with the Clippers in five? I don't think it's five. I think it. I think they push it to at least six. Um, I hope so. I mean, th- these games in the bubbles have been so close. They have been. It's been nice, though. You know, yeah. like, part of me kind of likes the no home court advantage thing just because I feel like the better team wins because it's mm-hmm. like – Neutral site, I mean, you know, you're just playing ball, you know, whereas, you know, if Milwaukee's playing in Milwaukee, they're probably not down 3-1. Yeah, oh, no shot. Uh, it's no probably, shot. you know, 2-2 two, two mm-hmm. at, at a minimum, you know. And so the no fans thing has really kind of affected everything. And speaking of no fans, the no fans thing really helped out Kyle Lowry in game three. I don't know if you saw that when he makes the pass over Taco Fall. He's standing like way way back like f- further than usual because there's no fans there Cause, like oh, there's fans there you know they're they're sitting behind him mm-hmm. so Raptors Celtics what have you kind of thought about that and then I know you've got a certain guy that you really want to talk about oh man we can talk about um, the series first gosh I mean I'll go ahead and uh, Jason Tatum has looked very good in the yes like he has he's looked really good um obviously I'm really impressed by him I mean, I'm so impressed with Nick Nurse. He's such a, I mean, such a good coach um, to do that. Do what he's doing with nobody. I mean, not nobody, but no number one. Um, it's pretty incredible. And the play he called, you know, he drew up. You know, it, it was so funny. Everybody was saying, you know, Billy Donovan used to get that. You know, he couldn't think. He couldn't he even get the ball in bounds, and Nick Nurse called a play. Where the third it. option for the Thunder was Stephen Adams at the free throw line. Like that's Golly, terrible. That was that like that's I'd say I'm. It's such a good series because I mean that series is so spread out, so you don't have anybody scoring thirty a game. It's you know fifteen twenty here from literally every all starters, and it's just really good basketball to watch. And um, both teams, I'm really impressed with both teams. But what do you think? That OG shot really just kind of like. It's a shot that can really change the tide of a series. Because, you know, the Celtics, you know, Kimball Walker makes a phenomenal pass in game three. Thais dunks it. And you're like, 3-0 Celtics, this series is over. And then OG hits the shot, and it's like it's like a gunshot if you're the Celtics, man. Because it's just, because it's like, sweet, like, we're, we're about to go up 3-0. They, Brown gets sucked in by, by this play. Kyle Lowry makes an incredible pass. Jason Kidd did did it better when he was playing for the Mavs when he when he passed it over Yao Ming. But anyway, mm, mm. and um, <laughs> and so and then you know they come out they win Game Four and now it's two two. It's it's crazy. Like the Raptors could really end up pulling this off. I really hope they don't because the Celtics could really win it, especially if Hayward comes back. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying that like they definitely could offensively. I mean, when Hayward comes back, they're gonna have four guys who can get you twenty on any night of the week so I mean it's just been it's been good I've really been impressed with the Celtics uh, d- defense though mm-hmm. Cause, like that's really kind of what it comes down down to for the Raptors it's like like they have to hit those perimeter shots and like like in, in game one and game two you know they shot less than 28 percent from three 
And so that that's why they lost because just because they didn't shoot well. And then game three they only shot thirty three percent, but Kyle Lowry had thirty one. Mm-hmm. So I mean I've been really impressed with their with their defense on the perimeter, which isn't a surprise though. Like Jason Tatum's a great defender. Like we talk about how great he is offensively, but he can really defend as well. And then Jalen Brown's an even better defender than oh yeah than Tatum and Marcus Smart. I mean we all know he's a stalwart out there defensively. Um, but no, I'd say. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I want Hayward to come back from the Celtics. Like, I mean, I really, I do like Hayward, but man, I I think these young cats really just. Whenever I feel like when Hot Kyrie and Hayward, you know, when they aren't obviously Kyrie hadn't been there all year, but I almost think they play better without him. Like, I mean, it's a hot take, but um, I think they need to get rid of one of them in the off season. I I think Hayward definitely. Um, and just let Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum run the run the show. And I don't know. I I think Hayward's just kind of. I don't know if I like him in the fit in Boston. They may just you know yeah keep him hurt the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> but <laughs> I think he's I think he's a good fit be, just because he's not like like he's good enough to be a one. He's probably the four there though, which is yeah. really weird. Uh-huh. And actually, I don't think he's good enough to be a one. I, I, I take that back. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, and but he's quiet. You know, he's not like mm-hmm. Kyrie, where he's going to demand the ball every time down the floor. Like he's okay with scoring twelve. You know, as long as they win. And I think oh, that. Yeah. So I, that's why I think he, he can shoot too. Like I think he really kind of helps spread the floor mm-hmm. defensively. You know, he's average. I wouldn't say he's a bad defender, but he's definitely not like Brown or Tatum. Yeah. But I I definitely see what you're saying because it's just. You know, like if you're, if you're given, you know, Hayward ten to twelve touches. That's less touches for Tatum and Brown, mm-hmm. which yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, I shouldn't have put Jay, I shouldn't have put Gordon Hayward in Kyrie's level. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> Kyrie's definitely, I think, a cancer to a lot of teams. But uh, I, th- I just don't think I haven't been that impressed with Hayward since he's been on the Celtics, to be honest. But yeah. Well, he had that leg. He had that injury in his mm. first game, and that's it's been all. It's been yeah, yeah, downhill ever since. But so, who, who do you have winning the series? Man, I'm going to take the Raptors. Honestly, I know you. I know you're going to take the Celtics. I'm taking the Celtics at seven. I've yeah. got to take the Raptors. I mean, defending champs. I think that shot turns the series completely around. I don't think the Celtics recover. They're too young. I don't know, but they've got some playoff experience, though. Like, Eastern yeah, Conference no, Finals. They do, they do, but, I mean, they aren't the defending champs, so, you know. They, that's fair. Kawhi's not there either for the Raptors, though. No, that's uh, true, that's true. No no three ball in the well, corner that's going to hit the rim seven times and go in. That's, that's not happening in this series. Well, they do have uh, they do have Mark Gasol, so that's that's really all they need. That's right. The, yeah. the better of the two mm-hmm. Gasol brothers right there. <laughs> Okay, so you texted me earlier this week, and we're like, can we do a segment on why Jason Tatum is, is a top-five player? So I'm going to let you do your thing. Like, So do you think he's a top-five player, or do you just think he's like in, so, in the conversation? So, yeah, how this came about, I was listening to one of your recent pods, um, and I heard you say something about Jason Tatum might be a top-ten I mean, he's definitely top-ten, maybe even top-five, and I was like, huh. Because we were, we were just having this conversation the other day, talking about Luka being a top five player and the top five right now I mean in my opinion it's one through three no particular order you got Braun, K- 
Kawhi, KD. I mean, however yeah, you want to put it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, I mean, I think four and five right now are still James Harden, Steph Curry, in my opinion. Just however four, you know, Curry could be four, Harden could be five. Um, so, I mean, anybody breaking the top five, like AD doesn't even break my top five. Yeah, he didn't and, break mine either. And, I mean, that's – I still have AD above Jason Tatum and – you don't have Giannis in your top five either. No, no, and that's what like I I forgot about a lot of people. Like you can't. I, yeah, I mean Giannis is definitely six, but yeah, eighty, um, probably seven or eight. Yeah, I mean you've got and there's then so much Lucas talent. Lucas probably in the seven or eight. Like I I know you were probably it was probably you were probably just like overshooting it a little bit. Like didn't mean like. Well, no, man, Lucas. Lucas pretty good, man. Oh yeah, no, Luca. I got Luke in my top ten for sure. Tatum probably top fifteen, but um, yeah, I, that was just my whole point. Like I was like, "There's no way Jason Tatum's a yeah. top five player." It's right one now. of the things that like you know I, I talked about this on one of one of my recent podcasts as well. It's just how we throw the term "he's top five around. Yes, we throw it around all the time, and then you sit and think it's like you know, you know Anthony Davis isn't better than Giannis Harden. Steph, Katie, or Braun, and that's no. leaving Kawhi out, you know? Like, no. yeah, it's something that I've noticed that we do, you know? And I, you know, Luca hit the shot, and I was like, he's top five. I, I still think he is. I, I think he's the fourth best player in the NBA. And I mean, you've got guys like Jimmy B going off. Um, heck, people might have Paul George before the playoffs, you know, he was top three in MVP, MVP voting last year. He so. was, man. And I now mean, he's the second best player on his team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, like, it's just, there's so much talent in the league, and that's what makes it so much fun to watch. And So with there being so much talent, I was talking to my buddy Colt last night, and he's like, they could, you know, expand the league and do 32 teams just because there is so much talent. I'm not a fan of that. I think that it kind of dilutes the talent. And instead of having more good teams, you just end up with more bad teams. Just because, you know, at the end of the day, Kawhi's going to want to go play with Paul George and LeBron's going to mm-hmm. want another guy with him, and it just kind of makes teams worse. So, like, what do you kind of think about that? I wouldn't – whatever whatever Adam Silver's doing right now, don't change it. Agreed. I mean, like, it is – I mean, the league is so competitive. It's like there's a perfect mix of you can tell which teams are trying to rebuild – and then you can tell which teams are, like, thinking they have the right pieces to make a play, you know, make a come up. And then you can tell the teams they just, like, like the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul, like, the two stars want to play together. Like, you're either, a, you know, prestige, you know, top of the top tier, like the Clippers or the Lakers, or your up-and-coming team, like. The Nuggets. Yeah, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Or you're rebuilding, like. The Hawks. Yeah. The or, Bulls. like, what we thought Memphis would be this year, but. They ended up making the playoffs, or almost making the playoffs. And that's what it's – like, even the Suns, like, we thought they were rebuilding. They really are, but – They went 8-0 in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, they're so talented. Anybody can – it's just a great league, right? Like, you – Yeah. And speaking of the Suns, man, like, it sucks for them because, you know, like, the fans are like, like, we're going to make the playoffs. Like, that's kind of the bar for this next year, but there's no way. Just because the West is so deep, like the, the Lakers will make it again, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets. Don't, I'm count, s- don't count the Spurs out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mavericks will make it again. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the Thunder are going to make it, but they might. The well, they'll probably trade CP3, yeah. so I don't, I don't think they will. 
but you're going to throw Golden State in their spot because the Golden State's going to be oh, really yeah. good next year. Golden State's in there. Memphis is going to be good. The Pelicans are going to be good. There's That's eight teams right there. And then you got the Suns. That's nine. Like That's nine really good teams. Uh, the Blazers, they're going to yeah. be really good. So, I mean, it's just it's rough out west, man. Mm-hmm. I'm but. sorry for all, all five of the Phoenix Suns fans out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry for all five of you guys. Yeah. But – <laughs> no, that you don't even. I that I just now realized you got the Pelicans and the Grizzlies coming up, and then the Blazers are going to be healthy next year. It's deep oh, out there. Oh my gosh! And Giannis comes to the West. You, you think no, he leaves? I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk I, more I mean, about that. We're, I mean, that's that was the next topic. So okay. I mean, okay. So look, he. I'm not even going to ask you. Think's going to win the series because I mean it's three one. Giannis is. I'm assuming he's not going to play this game. He he tweaked his ankle. He was walking around in a boot last night. So it's just. I think he's done. So I mean, does Giannis leave? Does he stay? What do you kind of think? Man, before last night, I was dead set that he was going to stay. But um, man, like you tweeted it, like they're, you know, they're. Uh, what 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 am, I, what am I thinking of? What word am I thinking of? Um, you know, they're second tier guys. They're just not as good. Like they here's yeah, they didn't play nearly as good when Giannis was out there. Yeah, I and like. I think that there's so you know I give the Rockets a hard time because they let Harden ISO and then just kind of kick, and I I hate that kind of basketball. I don't think it's it's not fun to watch. You know, I mean, obviously, like you could see how great of a player Harden is, but. The Bucks really do the same thing. It's a lot of drive and kick with Giannis. And so I think that, and, you know, Giannis is a great player. And I just think that, like, when he's on the floor, it's like, Giannis is on the floor. He's going to go get 30 for us. You know, offensively, you know, I just need to hit my shots. And like, there's, like, this kind of relaxation. Whereas, you know, like, Giannis gets hurt and they're like, oh, man, like, no Giannis. I really got to kind of mm-hmm. play harder. And I just, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Their second best player is Middleton, who's a three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't like Middleton. I don't think he's that no. good of a player. Even though, no. you know, Giannis went out last night and he played really well. But I, I think he leaves. I don't really know where he goes. You know you know where I uh, – Philly. One year, one, one year left on his contract, right? One year left? I think he's a free agent. I've heard. I, I thought he had one year left, but I've heard that he's he's supposed to be a free agent. What, what I would like to see is um, – the Mavs trade Porzingis and a lot of and a lot of other players. Just leave Luca basically for Giannis, and you automatically get that. You know the the defensive guy that we were talking about that the Mavs need. Yeah, you don't. I mean, whatever you you can let him him and Luca pick and roll every time. That'd be whatever. nasty, golly. And I mean, obviously you lose Chris Stapps, but I and mean, you had a guy who can't shoot. That's my thing with Giannis. He can't shoot. Yeah, and but it's important. You've got Luca and. It doesn't. If you give Luca really anybody, I think they're going to be fine. Like Luca's going to put up the points, and he's going to find Giannis inside. And Giannis is going to d up whoever on the other end. They could play two on five, and I might take the Mavs <laughs> over the Suns, definitely. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But it's so just you, so you think he leaves too? You think Giannis is? Leaving? I think he does. Originally, I didn't think he was going to. I was like, they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals. And then he'll be like, oh, we're really close, and then he'll stay. But they're getting bounced in the second round. Man. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, but I don't know. A lot of teams are saying you don't, you don't judge, you know, a big trade like that off of this year. You know, they're just, you know, because of the quarantine, the bubble and all that, they're just almost like, let's run it back next year and not even count this year. So that's fair. I don't know. 
So, what do you think about the take that this, like, isn't a part of the old season? Like, I don't know if you've heard this at all, but, like, Kenny Smith was talking about, like, this isn't, like, when we were watching Luca play, he's like, this isn't, you know, year two Luca still trying to figure out. He's like, this is year three Luca because he had three months off to go back and watch tape and kind of develop. And I think I really agree with him. And I think that that's part of the reason why we're seeing the upsets that we're seeing. I think that's why Jamal Murray's been so good because he's had three months to go look at tape. That's why Donovan Mitchell was so good because he's had three months to go work, look at tape and work on his game, you know, because I'm assuming that's what they were doing because they didn't have anything else to go do. They were quarantined. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, I never even <clears> – <throat> I never really heard that take, but I definitely agree with – I think there's something to it. I think there's something with that. They definitely looked at film over those three months, uh, kind of figured out what they were doing good, what they were doing bad, what they can improve on. Um, but also I think just playing in the bubble gym, um, <clears throat> they don't have families. They're all just, let's play, let's go back to the hotel, play 2K and eat pizza. You know, they don't, they aren't like, yeah, let's <laughs> eat pizza, let's go spend time with my family and <laughs> do all this stuff. They're like, yeah, that, this is like, they're in their perfect life right now. Just yeah. <clears throat> hooping in a gym and playing 2K off the court, like not having to go within a half mile radius and getting whatever you want which is weird man like could you imagine like like you're out here you're, you're playing ball and you go like three for four with two bombs and a double and then you're freaking walking around and you see the picture that you that you hit two bombs off of no it it would not i don't know how they do it it's, i mean especially I just like all the fights and stuff that have been happening and all the beef and the bubble like like dame i don't know how dame didn't I'm surprised he wasn't just swinging on anybody that he saw. Or freaking Morris when he yeah, sees Luca. Oh, <laughs> the the uh, what the Europeans are going to gang up on the Morris twins. <laughs> it's going to be Luca and Porzingis and Jokic. Oh, they don't man. they don't like him picking on Luca. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the Lakers series. You know, Morris had 14 last night, 16, something like that. That won't happen again. <laughs> Dude no. averages three points a game, then comes out and has twelve in his first three minutes. <laughs> he'll put it up. He'll he'll shoot next game. That's for sure. Uh, oh yeah. Hopefully he's off. In the Rockets. You know. You really it. don't like the Lakers, do you? Man, I I don't really care much for him. I really I didn't care either way who won. But after seeing James Harden really compete on the defensive end the other day against the Thunder. I was like, man, like he really wants a ring, and I respect that. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I have a problem with the Lakers. I'm just, I don't know, MJ guy. Oh yeah, M- MJ guy. MJ all the way. Oh yeah. Where's Cross at when you need him? Yeah, one of us needs to be a LeBron fan to make this show better. But <laughs> so, what do you think about the Nets hiring Steve Nash? I like it. I'll be honest. Like, I know people were upset and. I don't I don't talk about race very often, but I don't think this was a race thing. This was a no, this no. was a Kevin Durant really liked Steve Nash because he worked with him in Golden State, and he told yeah. the GM, "Let's go hire Steve Nash." And Kyrie was like, "I second that. Let's go hire Steve Nash." Yeah, I mean, I think the whole point. I think Stephen A. or somebody was trying to make it about race, and I want to say, you know, the Knicks hired Derek Fisher like he was had no coaching experience, and they hired him who's a much bigger franchise than the Nets just because he was a great point guard. Like, I think – I don't think it had anything to do with race. Um, and even Jason Kidd, I think – The Nets Kidd, hired Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's he's a mi- he's mixed, is he not? 
I'm pretty sure he's. I'm not sure. I'll, I'm not sure. But like, he didn't have any experience. They hired him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc, Doc Rivers was the same way. You know, like exactly. they just because. I mean, look, like point guards know the game, and yeah, like oh, yeah. it also helps that you know Steve Nash worked with Kevin Durant for two years. You know, mm-hmm. and like that matters, right? And it's I mean, like I don't, I don't blame him for hiring Steve Nash. I, I think it's a good hire. I think Steve Nash is going to be a good coach. You know, he's one of the best point guards we've ever seen play basketball. Yeah. So no, I, I definitely, I, I do think you know the Knicks. Uh, president GM, um, he has had, or no, not. Th- I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of the Knicks. But yeah, I mean, in some cases, yeah. I mean, I do, th- I do still think there's, um, you know, some drama and politics that go into it. But I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just think that, I just think that, I think it's a good hire. That's the fifth time I've said that, but. I think he's going to be really good for Kyrie. Yeah. Because, you know, Steve Nash had those years with Amara Stoudemire where, you know, as great as, as a player that Steve Nash was, he was he was the two, you know? And I think that that's something that Kyrie really needs is someone to be like, okay, like, yeah, like, you're a great player, but, you know, you're you're the two. And, like, this is kind of how you go about that as a point guard. So I think Steve Nash is going to be even better for Kyrie than he will for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a two-time MVP. Um I mean, Jason Kidd and Derek Fisher and Doc Rivers never won an MVP. Like, this this hire should not be questioned at all, in my opinion. Oh, it shouldn't, you know. And the only other guy that maybe that they could have gotten that might have been better is Mark Jackson just because he was really good in Golden State. Mm -hmm. That's the only guy that I was like, okay, I could see them hiring him, but he's been really good. See, I I hear a lot of these guys are either – Coaches that help rebuild or coaches that help win. Yes. And everybody that uh, everybody's saying that Mark Jackson's like a rebuilding coach, and I don't really know how you base that off anything because I think it's he left, and then as soon as he left, Golden State really kind of took off into what we know them as now, and that was before they got Kevin Durant too. Yeah, and but I mean they didn't they didn't really give him a chance. I mean he had, I mean Curry was just getting into his own. I feel like when. Right before, you know, he had one year with a good Curry, and then they let him go. Um, not to take anything away from Steve Kerr, I think, but, I mean, I think. Yeah, he's he's another guy who got hired with no with exactly, no coaching experience. Exactly. I mean, they, it's just, I mean, if you were a point guard in the NBA, you know, a long-time 20-year vet that has a bunch of all-stars, you're probably going to get hired as a coach if you want to be. Exactly, yeah. And that's the thing, that's like, I don't think Steve Nash – I believe he'd been offered other positions to coach, and he turned them down. And then he was like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take that job. I'll coach KD. <laughs> if, if you want to make me, I'll coach KD. If you want to pay me a million dollars to coach KD, I guess I will. So do you think there's any chance that the Bucks fire Budenholzer? I think mm. there is. I don't think they will, but he better chance, put up or set up next year. Chance. I mean, not this. No way they do this offseason. Um, I think that's something else with the bubble right now. They're, you know, people, they're not, you know, coaches are have more safety in their job right now. Um, just because it's a weird season, nobody's going to base it off this. But I think, you know, if he has another down year next year in the playoffs, yeah, he's got to be out. Got to. And, I mean, I'm a Budenholzer fan for sure. But Yeah, he's a good coach. You know, he's – Done a great job of developing some guys. Like he's developed Giannis. Like he's he's been kind of he's played a big role in that. Mm-hmm. So he may be you know he may be one of those coaches where he builds the Bucks and then they get rid of him and then 
they go win, you know, which would really suck, man. Could you imagine? It's like, man, like I did all this work, you know, like I'm part of the reason like why that guy developed to be as good as he is, and then I leave, and then they freaking go and win and win a championship. That'd make me sick to my stomach. I'd be upset. <laughs> I mean, he he's no Nick Nurse, but he he does a good job. He does Dude, Nick Nurse, man, that's one of the best hey, coaches in in the NBA. I mean, he he's definitely below uh, my man Greg Popovich and uh, Mr. Ricky Ricky Carlisle. Um, Rick Carlisle too, man. I love Rick Carlisle. Most underrated coach in the league, definitely. Yeah, we, we've talked about this yeah. before. I mean, he was. I mean, he is a big reason why they beat Miami in 2011. You know, because oh. def- defensively, I'm not going to say he figured him out because I don't think you can figure out how to stop LeBron James or Dwayne Wade or guys of that caliber. But he figured out how to slow him down, and offensively, he was like, "We're going to get Dirk's going to get a touch every time down," mm-hmm. and. That's why they won. And then, you know, he's evolved to where he's, you know, got this year, you know, he had the best offensive team ever if you look at the numbers. And just seeing him, and that's over a course of nine years, right? So just kind of seeing him evolve. I mean, then again, it's not hard to coach an offense when you got a guy like Luca, but yeah, you, you but, know what I mean, though. But I mean, we see these, these guys like Tom Thibodeau, the Chicago Bulls head coach. Remember, he was Nick's head coach, coach now. Yeah, big defensive coach. Um, you know, the NBA changed to more offensive, and he's really struggled with it. He hasn't. And, you know, he was a great – he's a great basketball mind, but he didn't he didn't evolve with the times like uh, Ricky C. did. So. Yeah, agreed. And speaking of, like, the league changing and you just kind of getting left behind, Roy Hibbert, <laughs> talk about a guy you got to feel bad for, man. <laughs> like, you, I feel terrible for this dude. Like, he was – Who? Roy the, Hibbert. Who? I, I, I forgot about I forgot who he was. Dominant, so really good for the Pacers. God. 2011, 2012, kind of around that time when they were going toe-to-toe with Miami. And then he just, like, two years later was gone. Like, you never heard of him again. And that's just because he couldn't shoot. And the guys who were guarding, regard, they were guarding him out. He played defense out of the three-point line, so he couldn't protect the rim, and he was gone. Yeah, I mean, guys like that, if you, if you can't shoot the ball and you're slow on defense – yeah, you're, you're, you're gone. gone. You and won't, that's, <laughs> we and won't hear from thing. you and like, forget just, about you in two years. And then that's like, I don't know how like Rudy Gobert is still around because he's kind of in the same boat where, yeah, like you can protect the rim, but that's, and you, and you can dunk the ball, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And well, I think Gobert's a little different because Hibbert couldn't move, you know, he couldn't move his feet. I watched the game six or game seven at the end of the game and Gobert. Honestly, almost took the game out. I mean, he can't because he really has no offensive game. But defensively, like, though, yeah, yeah, he was blocking shots on one end, guarding, you know, switching, picking up Jamal Murray, guarding him on the three point line, and then get, getting put back dunks and catching oops, and like he had quick ten points, and like it was just he was unguardable there for Jokic especially. Um, so I mean, he's definitely different, but I don't know if. He's a, he's one of the very few that can't shoot the ball that's still going to make an impact on your team. Yeah, I agree. That's, there's there's certain guys like that in the league, but at the end of the day, you either you either you shoot it and you play, or you don't and you sit. You know, and like even even when you look at most shot blockers, though, like like we were saying, I mean, Javale McGee can move, and he's one of the best. He's a good he's a, a rim protector. That's what they all kind of look like now. And they're all super athletic, but. Mm-hmm. So we got about forty seconds left till we go to a short break. So you got anything else that you kind of 
want to get off before when we come back from the Quick. break, it'll be NFL and MLB. Oh, okay, okay. I'll save my MLB question for then. Um Actually, actually, you know what? I'll bring it up real quick. Uh, okay. Real, real quick question: Is uh, John Lester in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hot take. Hot take. I, I mean, I I don't think he's first ballot or anything, but yeah. You I, think he's? Not, that, we were just watching him last he's, night. He's got right? what? Three, three, four World Series rings. He's got three, and I mean the whole cancer thing with Boston. Yeah, that was that, and I mean he's just he's so really he's yes. really good. He's okay. he's a yes for okay. me. That's kind of biased because he is a Cub, but. Yeah, we'll be right back after the short break. We're back. I'm not sure why that ad or announcement didn't play, but anyway, we're back. So, so now we're going to move kind of more into the NFL MLB kind of portion of this. So, we're not going to go too too in depth on the NFL. I'm going to do a full show on that this upcoming Wednesday at the same time from nine to ten. So, if you're sitting around, you don't have anything to do. Come check it out. It's going to be a lot of NFL because the NFL starts on Thursday, which is weird. It's just kind of like snuck up on us, you know? Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Missed the NFL, college football, missed it all. It's it's nice to have it back, though. Like, I'm I'm ready for football. I don't know about you, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to see <clears throat> Mr. Tom Brady get number seven. You think he gets no, seven? I'm no, about to I say. Don't, I don't, but <laughs> no, I think um, we'll have to see. I mean, there's. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, my team's probably going to be the 49ers. That's who I'd pick. I got the Niners coming back. Um, Over the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I think Lamar's going to have to prove himself in the playoffs. I mean, I think he obviously does eventually. Um, but he's going to have to prove he can throw the ball whenever it matters. Um because right now anybody can just do exactly what uh, Tennessee did last year and, you know, really stop that offense or make them struggle. Yeah. That's the thing with the Ravens. This is totally off script, but that's okay. They can't really play from behind. Like, I mean, they can't because, you know, Lamar Jackson's great, but he can't throw the ball like Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or Carson Wentz or anybody or – Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. So I think that they like in order for them to beat teams like they have to get a lead early just because Lamar Jackson's. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like I don't like Lamar Jackson. He's just he's a much better runner than he's a thrower. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think he he can develop into a great thrower one day. I think he's just not there yet. Um, and hopefully this year we see it. I mean, he's uns- if he if he could. I, I just don't even want to think about that. Oh, he'd be insane. Just like he was in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, even though, I mean, he did lead the league in, in, in touchdown passes last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're saying this guy can't throw and he led the league. I don't – yeah, we'll just have to see in the playoffs, really. I'm interested to see how teams kind of adjust to him this year. Because, like, you know, most quarterbacks or players in general have a big year one and then teams make adjustments. And, then, you know, we kind of see where, where, where they go from there unless you're – Baker, then you're just bad every year you play. <laughs> oh, Baker, <laughs> Baker hate. So, uh, what do you? Uh, how do you feel about Cam on the Patriots this year? Okay, thank you because I've got okay. So I think he's going to be good. Not too too worried about him. You know, I think he doesn't fit like he doesn't fit their culture very well. But at the same time, like I think he's a really talented player. 
But I just I have to say this because so he was elected a captain, right? And people just went crazy. They're like, "Oh, Cam Newton's a captain, natural born leader." Like <laughs> Cam Newton's back. All this stuff. Let me ask you a question: If you're one of those people who said that, name me one NFL team where the starting quarterback is not a captain. You can't. You can't name one. Every starting quarterback in the NFL, in college, in high school, is is the captain. Like that's true. That's true. Um, so I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, you're right. Um, I was about to say Jacksonville, but Minshew. I'm sure Minshew's a. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's got to be. <laughs> yeah, he's a leader. He's a good. You get the captain spot. He's automatic good leader. Um, no, I think if it, he doesn't have any weapons this year, I, I feel so bad. I think he's going to go off and have a great comeback year, but um, I don't think he leads the Patriots to the playoffs, and a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, Tom could do it, Tom could do it. It's completely different. I mean, he yeah. lost a bunch of starters, you know, are opting out this year. and Tom Brady's also, you know, the best quarterback ever, so I don't think it's really yeah. a, a fair comparison. I mean, we're comparing him to a down year of Brady, too. Um, but, I mean, Brady had no weapons last year. I mean, Edelman, Edelman's... He's he's frail. He, he's he's just older, man. Like yeah. he's not the same. Mm-mm. I don't know. I think Nikhil Harry might be a bust. I don't like saying that quite yet, but yeah. Well, then again, I just think it's you know the Patriots run such a especially with Tom Brady at the helm. Like their system is just so it's tough. I, it's, it's a tough system to learn. So I just think that maybe that's part of it. Because like let's be honest, like when is the last time we saw a rookie have a good year in New England? I mean, I don't. I can't remember any. You know, so I think part of it is just the system, and yeah, I, I, it's it's tough. You know, but shout out, shout out, Logan Moose, shout out, uh, Alan Hall, not Brandon Pollock. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. And but I mean, their their conference is down. I mean, the Bills are good, but they're still going to beat the Jets twice. They're still going to beat the Dolphins. Sorry, John. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> the Dolphins are going to beat them twice. I mean, they still have. I think the over unders nine on them. Um, I don't see them getting. I, I'm putting a lot of money on the under there, but nine. They they. They're you could they're see a seven it. to nine win team. Yeah, you could see it, but I th- I'm definitely closer to six seven than. Yeah, I am too. But and my Miami's going to win eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, and last night I was looking at the notes. I had no idea Javion Clowney got signed. Yeah, one year, twelve million dollars to the Titans. We've been waiting for this news, and like it, like didn't even blow. Yeah, it didn't, didn't blow anything up. Like no, no it didn't, didn't, didn't even see on Twitter. Yeah, you didn't. Like, what is that? Because he signed to the Titans. <laughs> that's that's why you didn't see it. I mean, it's a good pickup. And he, like Jadavion Clowney's, you know, he's a good player. I think he's gonna have a really good year, just because it's like one year deal. wasn't pursued a bunch in the off. wasn't pursued at all in the off season, and it's like. Come out, you know, have a year where you have 12 sacks and you'll get the money that you're looking for, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, talent's there. Just got to get more production out of them. I think, I don't know. I mean, they're they're scary. You get Derrick Henry running both ways, get him playing D-end on the other side, let him run D-end and running back. That's, you know, that, that that's a good D over there. Yeah, definitely. I, I like the Titans. The, the Titans are going to be good. You know, they may win their, you, you their division. That, you agree Derrick Henry playing defense this year? Oh, yeah. Let them play 
Middle linebacker. Okay. <laughs> let him do that. <laughs> and then you can let Ryan Tannehill play safety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariota. If Mariota was still there, you'd let him. Yeah, but. there you go. But he's in Oakland. Not Oakland. He's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Putting pressure on, on Derek Carr. Is he gonna be the starter by the end of the year? No, nah, it's gonna be Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I don't know why I don't know why people don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Gruden just wants his own guy. I think yeah, that's really I what agree. it is. But it's just yeah, I don't So there's this other signing that didn't make any waves at all. But give it see what, Tom Brady's what is he forty two or is he forty three? 42. So give it three years and it'll be a big deal. Hot take alert. Here it comes. You ready? (laughs) So the Miami Dolphins released former first round pick, number 10 pick in the draft, Josh Rosen. Tampa Bay went out and signed him. So I've I've been an advocate for Josh Rosen since he came out of of UCLA. He can throw it. He throws a really good ball and – He's just never really had much of an opportunity everywhere he's gone. So he he gets drafted by by Arizona, and worst offensive line in football that year, hands down. So he's terrible, right? And then the owner's like, "Hey, I want to play college football." <laughs> yep. So they go out and new coach, new system. They dump Rosen, and you know they they go get Kyler, and you know they're gonna win five games this year. <laughs> so he he goes to Miami, behind. The second worst offensive line in football. Plays terrible. They end up playing Fitzpatrick, who's a who's a solid quarterback. So I just don't think he's ever really gotten a fair shot. So the Buccaneers went out and signed him. In three years, I think he'll get a fair shot, and I, I think he'll he'll stick. Three years. You got Tom playing three more years. That's how long his, his contract's for three years. Oh my gosh. He, he, <laughs> he said he wants to play till he's forty five. Or two it's years, like or whatever. It's almost like one of our dads playing. That is, my dad's forty four. Like <laughs> it is like my dad playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, he's he eats a lot better food. Oh yeah, he's on a lot better diet. I love my dad, but he's got a little, yeah, a little, little tummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think uh, Blaine Gabbert is the backup right now for the Bucks. So mm-hmm. he is. You know he. Blank Gabbard, golly. He just he, you never know. Him and him and Rosen might be battling for the starting spot. Yeah, Blank Gabbard will never start. No way. <laughs> no way. That's uh, really hard to hear. <laughs> so uh I I've kinda got a hot take on my uh baseball American League MVP. Okay. We can move to that. We'll, yeah, we'll go we'll finish we'll finish with the AL MVP though. I okay. Think. Sounds good. So give me your uh, your Cy Young favorites. I've got my two. Uh, Bieber Shane Bieber's a lock. Justin, not Justin, a lock, but Justin's you know. brother Shane. He's <laughs> he's really going off this year. He's been ridiculous, man. Like he's nuts. Yeah, he and I don't see anybody touching him the rest of the year. Seven and zero, one two five ERA, fifty seven, ninety four strikeouts in fifty seven innings. Yeah, that's just absurd. And your guy, I got your guy. You, um, you Darvish, you Darvish in the NL. And do you remember when uh, Yelich? tweeted at him last year and said that about nobody needs help facing you be better did you see the Christian stat Yelich is in like 198 since, since then, then. It's and terrible. Darvish is like had a 144 ERA yeah he's that been is dominant man Yelich you gotta be better man and then dude like he's he throws like eight pitches could you imagine 
I couldn't imagine, like, imagine hitting off a dude like that. It's like, yeah, like, this guy could throw me one of eight pitches, and he throws them all really well, for, and he can put, throw all of them over the plate. It's honestly almost like Coach Hall throwing BP. <laughs> you never know where any of them are going. <laughs> yeah, for real. Are you going to hit this year? Yeah, we're yeah we're a hitter back this year. We're, we're yes. running it back. Yes. So. Too late. Yeah, that's Back right. of the dish. That's right. Watch out of the tennis courts. You can play outfield too? <laughs> I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. So my, my freshman year, I, I got moved to the outfield. We were having a scrimmage, and me and T-Lang were supposed to rotate playing left field. <laughs> and it, like, every inning – you know, it'd be it'd be T Lang's turn. He'd be like, "Hey, Jonathan, go out there." So yeah, I just played outfield the whole I, game. I knew you needed the reps, man. I, was, uh, I did. I, I needed the reps. There. I, knew, I needed I the you reps. Were, you were hungry. I That's wanted, right. I wanted to let you eat. It's it was all about me, man. You're just trying to be a <laughs> a good teammate. <laughs> oh, so who do you have? Are you you going you and uh you and Shane Bieber? I don't think. It, I mean, they may give it to Degrom just because his last name's Degrom. Dude. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I wouldn't argue one bit. He's so good. He's the best pitcher in baseball. I'd take him before I took Garrett Cole. He really. We we've got some uh, ladies looking at John in here. That's like the fourth time. You know, that's what happens, man. You know, you you get a girl, and then every other girl wants you, man. It's just kind of it's kind of how it goes. It's unnatural, huh? <laughs> no, dude, Degrom. You could you could watch him pitch on loop all day, and like it is just. He's so good. It's, it's beautiful. It's unreal. Yeah, I just. He's so man. He's so, so good. Who do you have a uh, NL MVP? I think it's Tatis. I don't really think uh, you can yeah. go wrong with that. Yeah. Even though I Ian Happ for the Cubs leads the league in OPS, he's hit like not. He's I think he's he's hit he's hit like Jeez. double digit home runs. He's been really good this year. Like he's hitting like three fifteen. I mean it's it's Tatis through and through. But Ian Happ will definitely get votes. God, Ian Happ. He's been so good. He's leading the league in OPS. That's like that's the new on base percentage. Like that's like what GMs look at now. No, I, I mean, I think Tatis is going to win it. Oh, unless, I, I, I unless do too. He just doesn't play this whole month. Um, AL, AL. I've uh, who's your pick? I mean, I just <clears throat> I went super traditional. Was like Mike Trout. Yeah, no, I, I mean <laughs> Trout. I think Dad right power. now, right now, you know who the odds are. I haven't. I didn't look at him. Shane Bieber. AL really? MVP, yeah. That'd be wild. So that's my pick. I mean, I, I, he's been that good. Like, yeah. I mean, we Kershaw has an MVP, doesn't he? Uh, if not, he's or, been close. Him or Verlander, I think one of them won it, if not both. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you don't see that too often. You don't at all. I mean, it's just I don't know. That's definitely um, a, a hot take. Um, that's wild though. Like I just don't. He could win it, and that's that's how you know it's a sixty game season. <laughs> so, uh, who surprised you this year in the MLB? Who's let you down? Who surprised you? The Orioles look surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. The Tigers haven't been as bad as I thought they would. The Phillies are hot right now, and I had the Phillies winning the, the NL East, so I need them to kind of continue on this track. Mm-hmm. But I just so I know who's really surprised me. I'm trying to think of teams that like might squeak into the playoffs that I didn't think would. So I, I I knew the White Sox would be good. I didn't think they'd be this good though. I didn't think they'd be good enough to win their division. Dude, yeah, I was looking at their uh, the odds to win the MVP or Cy Young, and like three. Okay, one and two in the AL is Bieber and 
maybe uh, it's Hendrix for the uh, athletics, but like literally three through seven is Giolito, Keuchel, and like three more White Sox pitchers. So yeah. I had no idea their staff was pitching that good. Well, Giolito threw, threw that no hitter. The other yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, they have five guys. I mean, it's. I thought they just. I mean, they they have like the big names on offense, um, but they're. They kind of they're gonna be scary. Yeah, they're, they're good not this year, but next year that's that's a scary team. It is like they're just. Luis Robertson center is so good. Oh yeah. He's just absurd. I don't know if you saw the catch he made the other day, dude. Mm-hmm. But he's like he's shaded the to left center and runs all the way to right center and lays out and makes this incredible play. You know, he's got potential to be a, like kinda a reminds, Mike Trout kind of guy. Kind of reminds me of you in the outfield. Yeah, we're really close. Laid you know, on the line. <laughs> you know, I, I also hit balls like 450 feet. You know, no, no, yeah, no, <laughs> no big deal. You definitely thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd. Uh, Man, the team that's definitely um, let me down is the Angels. Um, I think they've got – They don't have the pitching. That's no, their thing. They've got two guys. I think they've got two hitters in the top seven in war. In Rendon the, and Trout, I yeah, would assume. and then they have two pitchers. David Fletcher's been really good for them, yeah. just saying. He's, and then they've got two pitchers in the top seven for war as well, but they're 16 and 29. Yeah, good. they're just bad, man. I don't – I don't know. The Dodgers have lived up to the expectations. Are the Tampa Bay Rays still one in the East? The AL East? They may be. Yeah, no, they definitely are. Yeah, the Yankees are struggling. And Gary Sanchez has been terrible. Yeah. That, what is Aaron Boone benched him. I want, I want to know what the deal is, like how the Yankees got a new you know player development coach or whatever. they president of baseball operations. But every one of their guys still gets hurt every year. And, like, you look at a team like the Dodgers. I think part of it is just, like, their athletes are big. And, like, some sometimes, you know, these bigger athletes, Big they guys just are usually tougher, though. Big guys are always tougher. Okay. Sure, man. You, you sure. And, you and Coach Hall and Coach Pollock are... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> soft guys. Uh-huh. You know it. But... It's something know, to think man. about. It. Yeah, I don't know. Just blame it on the fact that they're big. Sure. Just let's let's do that. Get on the big guys. <laughs> But so we got about thirty seconds left, and then we got we got to do the outro. You got anything else that that you want to talk about for thirty seconds or twenty now? John Lester Hall of Fame. John Lester's going to the Hall of Fame. Coach Moose said. Coach Moose uh, disagreed with that. He texted me about it. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I mean, he's three World Series rings. He's been, he's really good for his entire. I don't know his like career did he stats. Get, did he get a Cy Young? I feel like I mean he I may have he, one like for the AL, uh-huh. but I don't know. But that's going to do it. This has been OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. If you enjoyed it, we'll, I'll, I'll be back on Wednesday. I don't, I don't know if T-Lang will or not. but And there's also a podcast that I've been doing. It's also called Overtime Takes. So if you want to check that out, you know, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, follow yeah. them on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Follow, follow on Twitter, at OT Takes, if, if you want. <laughs> don't follow John, though. It's not a good follow. <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Overtime Takes.